Hi, and welcome to Chasing Squirrels Podcast. On this episode, we are going gradeless. Now, the idea of not just sticking to the numbers in order to communicate success with students has always been a huge, huge challenge for me. And I can fully admit that I am still on the journey of trying to figure out what is the other side of communicating success to a student if it isn't specifically through a mark or a grade. My guest this evening, Arthur Chiaravalli, is an educator that has explored this this question, but also has lived experience, as in the dude has test-driven it within his classrooms. He's collaborated with others, and he's, and he's starting to connect with other educators that are interested in pursuing this. Um, some of the common landing spots, at least where I'm starting with my process of understanding this phenomenon, um, writers and educators like Star Saxstein and uh, Alfie Cohen, individuals that are kind of like rattling the cage a little bit of what the the feedback and communication of success looks like in the classroom. So really, really excited to kind of send out this conversation to you. Definitely, it marks the beginning of a process for myself. And I know for sure I'll be reaching back out to Arthur at some point in the near future as I am. Um, my plans that I set forth over the summer when I release them onto the students in September, I definitely, definitely will need some support in really, really trying to understand what my next moves are. I know you're going to dig this conversation, and uh, I thank you for listening. Okay, shall I start with my intro? That's awesome. I was just about to throw down the thing. <laughs> you know what? I want to leave this on the front end. So, yes, Arthur. Throw down your intro. Welcome to Chasing Squirrels. Thank you, Chris. My name is yeah. Arthur Caravalli. I'm a ELA teacher, high school level. I teach AP English and English 12, and I'm also one of the co-founders of Teachers Going Gradeless. The, um, I've, I've heard the ELA acronym before, and probably, you know, education is almost nothing without those. What does that what does that acronym stand for? That is English language arts. I'm sorry, you may not you don't use that in Canada, it sounds like, right? Well, it's 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 as a as a cluster or like as a as a specialty or is that a designation within your school board? I don't know. I okay. don't know. I probably just should have said English. No, you know what? This is <laughs> this is what's really what I um when I first started doing this podcast, yeah. my my original intent was to try and be a little bit of a locavore. And I think I've really honored that. Like, I've been able to connect with a ton of really cool educators in my board. Yeah. Then you get this sense of a silo happening mm. because there's certain overlaps of conversations that you start to kind of, like, even in so much you sort of crave that familiarity about education that sort of somehow supports that you're on the right track. Sure. When some of the stories start to kind of just dovetail a little bit too easily. Yeah. It rattles me a bit. So then I started to reach outside my board. And so I have spoken with people in the Toronto board next to me. 
mm -hmm. um, Upper Grand Board, which is closer uh, west of me, and then also uh, Peel Board, which is another part. I will say you are my my first jump all the way out of Canada. Wow! Because this this is key, and I've I've had these conversations with people before, like these almost like cross country type of conversations, and they happen a lot on Twitter, right? Yes. But there's something cooler about doing it. I kind of mentioned before beyond the 140. So the 140 characters. Right. So any of those acronyms, if I because you and I will do it. I'm and honored. Just yeah, I'm honored, and and actually bored. Yeah, we don't say bored. I, well, what I, do you I, say? We say I think district. I think that's what you're talking about. We say district, but that's we, cool. I, I like bored. That's well, yeah. For me, so I'm the York Region District School Board, and then we have Toronto District School Board, and then we would have, um, we have a bit of a a bit of a dual system in Ontario in the least. So we have Catholic schools, right? So and we have public schools, right? And. Um, yeah, and and we call our school board is like an elected board of people who kind of like oversee various things about the school. So that's that's like a totally different thing in the states. But it's it's cool that I think the playbook. It just you know what what chapter you're grabbing from and what appendices is sort of supporting that because mm -hmm. I I get it the language is is easy enough but I can also. I can also see often because it happens even within my own jurisdiction. Mm -hmm. It's like I could be talking to someone that's working at a school south of me, and they're using acronyms that are not—they're not familiar. Right. So it could. So uh, English language arts. English language arts. Yep. And and we we do make it up to Canada actually every year. We go to um, we go to Stratford. Shakespeare oh, cool. usually try to make it to a Shakespeare play. Uh, and we do have a number of people in the group, um, some people that I've uh, formed pretty close relationships with uh, who are in Canada. So, um, yeah, have a lot of fondness for going up there. I have a lot of family living in Hamilton, actually. Yeah. That's lots awesome. Of, lots of Italians live in, in Hamilton. So, that is... know, like, half of us went there, half of us went to Detroit. That's a, that's a very cool connection. Mm -hmm. Like I said before I hit record, I feel like there's purpose in you and I talking tonight. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I, I want to get into, I, I have to be honest, a big part of the meat and potatoes that I, I want to get to yeah. with you is the, is the, is the TG squared. So the, mm -hmm. the teachers going gradeless. Yes. I'm, I don't know if I want to jump there right away. Okay. I'm going to, I'll, I'll, I'll kind of creep up to it sure. if, I, if I can. Absolutely. So, I will tell you, I have a great deal of anxiety about shifting fully into where you are in your journey with going gradeless. Mm -hmm. Partially, partially because it is not a it is not a common conversation within my school board. Okay. If I were to sit down at a staff meeting, despite the fact I've always been in fringe places with my classes and the types of um, you know, the type of spaces that I've found myself teaching in for the last 10 years. Sure. There's, this is one of those conversations, topics that I haven't, haven't found a really great place to breach it. I, I just yeah. haven't. So here's kind of the, the first lead on this. Sure. What is, what is it about the conversation about going gradeless that is so damn intoxicating? Like it just, <laughs> And polarizing and and in some ways like for me I consider myself a, a pretty like I'll go for it I'll say yes and then sort of figure it out afterwards yeah 
but this one's on the short list of like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> what do you think it is? What is it about it that makes it that that thing, that topic? Um, I don't, you know, I, I think I could take that in a couple different ways. I could go back historically as to what kind of led me in this direction. Um, you know, I think at this point, it's just wanting to have these conversations about learning and growing and just feeling like grades ruin that conversation and in so many different ways and just, you know, having that experience um, year in and year out, even as I went to kind of more standards-based grading and retakes and redos and revising and whatever you want to do and, you know, a lot of things in terms of my grading practices, but it was like still really very disruptive to that conversation around learning and growth and uh, I think that's part of it is just wanting to be able to have those conversations without that interruption of grades so the I I place a, a really okay so you know stop me if this is a completely unfamiliar moment for you mm-hmm. sitting around a table could be staff meeting could be lunch break and the conversation around the table is just way too cerebral, way too kind of up in the clouds. And the individuals that are kind of engaging with it, you quickly kind of get that measure that there's, there isn't a learned, like a, 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 a specific learned experience here. It's kind of like what's being talked about is very, very um, secondary. Like there's no primary research in it. Okay. And, and so what fascinated about me reading your, your blog posts and then coming across the, the TG squared, you know, the Facebook group and, and your chat sure. is that I get, I get a real sense that this is a learned experience for you. You're, you're talking from the inside out. Yeah. I mean, I think it's definitely a firsthand experience. I think a lot of the research has come along and, and, you know, corroborated a lot of what I've experienced on a firsthand basis and and that's been great you know I mean it seems like just year after year more and more things come out saying that I'm kind of right you know um not saying you know not not like bragging about that or anything but just that I'm not crazy you know is kind of <laughs> what I'm getting at there no, that I, um you know, sometimes that, those moments are cool, though. Like, yeah, so, like I mean, yes. they're, they're great. And so, you know, kind of a combination of that. But I think that it definitely led with the relationships and learning and with growth and, and just experiencing all those things in a lot of different settings and a lot of different subject areas that I've taught. And, uh, and, you know, just kind of arriving at some of these conclusions, you know, definitely... Uh, long and winding road to a lot of these things but you know I've kind of got to the place where I feel very strongly about them from a very first-hand perspective but like I said a lot of that has been corroborated by the research that you know I've been seeing and, and looking into as I've tried to make a case for this the well your case you've made you've made it you've made it easier for me to kind of create a, little, a few Velcro points. You know, I feel like you've kind of done the, um, the climb just ahead of me and, and put in the, a, a couple of the, 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 the pins that I can kind of reach up and rope onto the, you. you had a couple bits that just 
they stick in my mind from your blog posts in one of them um in one of them you you talk about the five five uh best reasons for going gradeless mm-hmm. i think it was that sort of like the topic yeah and two two of them in there just kind of blew my mind and it was a little bit of like i guess a paradigm shift aha moment but just where it was the right reframe and i think slightly cheeky mm-hmm slightly cheeky jab at what could be a naysayer or just someone that's kind of like they're, they're, they're teetering, right? They're teetering. Often when I talk about, I do a lot of chats about using um, like acceler- accelerating your teaching and learning with technology. So I, that's sort of like one area of fascination. Cool. And often my lead is to say, I'm going to save you keystrokes. Mm. <laughs> and I think you, you spoke to something similar Mm-hmm. Similar as far as how there there is some time saving here once you get good at it instead of having to sit down and do all that grading, and I find like that's a real rubber to the road kind of a thing for a teacher if you yeah. can save them some time. Yeah. You're, the the two things that you said though in that blog was uh, one of them was become a better teacher, mm-hmm. and you also said it creates basically the opportunity to rediscover your subject area. Yes. So I put that to you now kind of reversing it mm-hmm. you think think back on your path mm-hmm. have you become a better teacher yeah i mean i think i have i i don't know if every one of my students would necessarily agree with that but <laughs> um i mean i think the the point there is is that so much of what we do i think at times is based on the fact that we can make people do what we want them to do mm-hmm. And, and I think when you have that crutch, I know just for me, I have powered things through using that extrinsic motivation that, you know, those carrots and sticks. And I just have to believe, you know, I have no idea what kind of teacher I would have become. I probably would have had other resources had I not gone gradeless. I would have gotten better in different ways. But, you know, had I not gone this route, I would have still had that crutch. And I feel like I've had to look at what are some of the sources of intrinsic motivation and to see if I can leverage some of those in my classroom. So I think that that generally is my idea of what a good teacher is. And again, I haven't arrived, but um, I think being thrown back on that, is my class going to be interesting? And are these you know, tasks that we're going to be working on, our students going to want to engage in this, um, even without that grade looming. It's yeah, it's the and I, I, I always wonder. Um, I had a conversation with. Uh, we have consultants mm-hmm. for our board, so someone that could be working with uh, English language learners, or we have a mathematics consultant. So this was like a centrally they call it a central centrally assigned position so mm-hmm. you don't have a classroom per se you're supporting teachers to support students sure. and and one of the questions i like to play with in that realm is what what are the moments where um you see the system kind of giving you the thumbs up mm-hmm. so that because some of that work can kind of be rather kind of formless in some ways because you are using your professional judgment in order to create opportunities and go to conferences and then you know, it's that hunter hunting and gathering and bringing back to the camp the stuff that you find. How do you know you're on 
on point with with the going gradeless mm-hmm. w- have you noticed any indicators that you know from system or from you know your community of learners even like, let's say your staff that you know i get the sense like you're you're beyond the the apprentice in this right now so have you noticed any of those thumbs up from systems saying you know what arthur keep keep going on this like you're you're onto something i mean i there are a few things that i look at and i mean it's so difficult because so many different things are shifting it's not really that great of a laboratory setting um i think a lot of what we do and a lot of what we look at in schools is only so valid in that respect you know in the sense that so many different things are changing and we've gone from you know not having pre and post tests now we have pre and post tests and um you know i've shifted from subject area to subject area fairly frequently and Mm -hmm. on top of that i'm always trying like new things in addition to this so it's very hard to really um say exactly what i'm getting back from the system that might be kind of telling me that this is moving in the right direction um there are some things that i've gotten in terms of feedback um from students and and you know feeling less stress feeling like they're able to attend to the tasks and to enjoy the tasks uh enjoy um reading literature writing more and and i think at this point that's enough for me and i i i guess one of the things that i'm beginning to question and i think this actually kind of comes out of the whole gradeless aspect is how much does pointing to these sort of um systemic assessments um whether that be kind of like the big test how much is that an accurate measure of what's happening um how much is that quote unquote objective Mm -hmm. and i think it's good to look at those things and i definitely do keep an eye on those things but i would have to say that there's just been too many things that have been happening that would allow me to really look at that and say that this is a valid measure of the success of what I'm doing. Now, the thing, the thing that I would say after that is, is that I don't do things entirely based on research. I think that there is one aspect of this is you look at Dylan William, look at, you know, Joel Bowler, you look at um, Ruth Butler and you see that mm-hmm. the research is there great you know but what they're usually pointing to is a standardized assessment and i think that that's cool and i think that that goes you know that goes a certain distance in terms of being able to say this is worth doing and i think it's actually really good to use that to speak to people but i i would hesitate to make any claims of my own at this point except to say that it just feels right at this point and that it it is more in line with what I think is um, my role as teacher. I'm I'm entirely comfortable with chunks of my pedagogy fueled by my teacher's soul and intuition. Mm-hmm. I think that um, that's a pathway to bravery and positive risk. Mm-hmm. I think it also gets you into conversations that you wouldn't think to jump into mm-hmm. um, because you've already, um, n- you know, another Twitter conversation I was in today talking about uh, teacher leadership yeah. and 
someone had kind of thrown down that, you know, do the thing and beg forgiveness afterwards. And I kind of just put down, I said, just do the thing. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't, there's nothing else. Just do the thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, predicated on the, it's legal and mm-hmm. you're, <laughs> you know, you're, you're making connections that are in service to your learning community. Right. But, but don't, don't presuppose that there's an approval process always. Right. And if that, that gets you to a conversation, even if a, you know, critical conversation, you may have never got there without sort of taking that chance. Right. Is there, is there something about the language of going grade? There's something that's kind of, it's, it's buzzed around in my brain. That there's something around the language, you know, throw it up into the big highlighted quotes, gradeless, going gradeless. Mm-hmm. Um, is it the wrong language? Mm-hmm. for what we're trying to achieve with this because it almost sets up it's it's polarizing right because it sets up a, almost like a zero sum approach so you so you so what you're saying is you're not going to mark anything <laughs> yeah so what you're saying is i love your laugh I, <laughs> so I, did i do the right tone did i yeah. did i did, could you uh, almost envision <laughs> someone well, sitting across the table from you yeah i think it's um i think you're right you know that it that it can be polarizing and certainly when i've tweeted something out with it or you know written something and then people you know react to it and they see that but actually i really in in the two minutes that i had this conversation that i had with my co-founder aaron blackwelder um what should we call this thing that we're kind of developing here um i like it because the going you know the going and if you read in my original article is there is a continuum, yeah. you know, whether it's that kind of like minimizing some of those toxic grading practices, like zeros on the 100 point scale, like no chance to retake or redo, you're still gonna be giving out grades, you're still going to be giving a grade at the end. I give a grade at the end, and actually uh, one of the people who's mentored me the most and who really kind of got me started in this sort of healthy grading practices thing, Ken O'Connor, um, who's spent a lot of time in Canada as well. Um, and I think he was actually a central something or other in Ontario. I can't remember exactly what he was, but um, he... He kind of got me thinking along these lines, um, and whether it's that or whether it's going, um, you know, going completely without marks for the entirety of a term or even a semester, but even then I'm going to be giving a grade at the end. I, at least mm-hmm. I am. So I'm not even on the far end of the spectrum. Far end of the spectrum is what I experienced at University of Michigan Residential College, which is I literally did not get a grade during or at the end of any course that I took. And so I like setting up that spectrum, and I hope that that spectrum kind of gives people a sense that it's not a zero-sum game, that you can jump into this at different points. And based on your stakeholders, based on your community, you can have a dialogue about some of the concepts that are involved along this continuum, and you can find where your way into this. But there are some pretty compelling reasons, I think, for moving along that spectrum toward gradelessness. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, it brings to mind that um, I think you had it on your Twitter feed and someone had pushed it my way. Was it I, uh, the Boston Times, New York Times, maybe mm-hmm. fed through Huffington Post uh-huh. about uh, what university was it that they've shifted their their freshman yeah. criteria for enrollment and it's more uh, mastery, mastery of skills, competency based? Right. Yes. Yeah, and we don't we don't really... I've kind of toyed around with this because we have a lot of people who are coming in from that competency-based education direction, people coming in from, you know, personalized learning direction, people coming in from, you know, almost like a, an unschooling or, you know, maybe project-based or Montessori. Mm-hmm. You know, we have people coming in from all over the place, and we actually have some people who kind of disagree with some of the other, the other solutions, you know, so... Um, you know, maybe a Montessori would disagree with a competency-based education, one where you're kind of sitting someone down in front of a computer, at least for a part of the day, and they're, you know, mastering objectives and whatnot. Um, so we don't really go on record with any of what we're agreeing or disagreeing with, at mm-hmm. least at this point. I definitely think that there are some somewhat concerning things about what this, what grades are going to be replaced with because there's mm-hmm. a lot of people who are thinking along those lines and there are a lot of people who are very interested in getting their mitts on that future and deciding what that's going to look like so it's interesting you bring that up and and i think that that is probably going to be a piece of it and i think that's uh you know potentially could be beneficial in certain settings uh, could could you could you expand on that a little bit? Because sure. I don't I don't have a point of reference for for what you're alluding to. So what's the um, is it a dark side? What's the dark side that you're alluding to here? Well, I mean, I think if it gets to this, I I guess one you bring up competency based education, and and again, there are people who I think spin this or um, nuance this in a certain way that you know, doesn't scare me too much. But there's kind of another approach to this where you look at, um, you know, just kind of an itemized list of skills. And I'm going to work through these and I'm going to master this one. Then I move on to the next one. I master this one and then move on to the next one, master this one. And then I've mastered algebra one. Now I'm on to algebra two and I master, you know, standard after standard after standard. And I think what gets lost in that solution because that's that's a solution without grades right one of the things that gets lost in that is one of the reasons that i had then five best reasons for going gradeless is 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 that the rich interconnected uh our rich interconnected subject areas begin to get itemized and atomized and so there are a lot of people who are kind of very interested in that future a lot of money involved in that future too and I, I just think that teachers need to be very much involved in speaking for what that future is going to look like. Got it. It's, um, it's, it's interesting because the, I love your scope. I love the scope that you draw in. Um, I, when I first started using Twitter to kind mm-hmm. of build my learning network, I quickly, I, I, I got really, um, sort of bummed because I couldn't find a lot of 
com- remember I said before about those the silos just start to sound a little bit the same. It's not even echo chamber so much. You know, let's say echo chamber is the one step up from silo, right. where you know, just everyone there's a whole lot of people in there just talking to themselves. I couldn't even find people talking, and it wasn't like I was soliciting like somebody follow me. I just had a hard time finding conversations that were kind of local. Mm-hmm. So I I jumped border and I spent a lot of time connecting with. Uh, American educators mm-hmm. and listening to their story. I mean, the first time I encountered the, the grade list was through um, some some articles from Alfie Cohn and from Star Saxstein and and sort of trying to wrap my head around that. And what I really craved, one of the things, and I, I have to accept that this, is that there's a real line between my jurisdiction and your jurisdiction. Like everything about the fact that we can have common language, our experience and how our boards or districts use that rule book are just worlds apart in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Um, the minutia really of our sort of like teaching experiences, you know, if you're to look at it without audio and <laughs> not really look at the handouts, it might look similar. There's a room and there's students, there's an adult and they're, they're working on something. Mm-hmm. But the more that I listened to the, the um, some of the American experiences, I started like, wow, like this is really different than what my, my story is here. Mm-hmm. So I love your scope. I love your scope that you're bringing in here, you know, suggesting that, you know, that this process of one, that the process of, of going gradeless could be co-opted in yeah. some ways, if not already in motion yeah. in some ways. Mm-hmm. But the other part too, is that going grade, going gradeless, it, the automatic default could shift to something else. Like it's not as simple as saying, okay, if you're not going to give a grade and it's just going to be Uber feedback, Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. This exists in a large net of possibilities. Right. Do you find that exciting in the least? The 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 widening the scope beyond just yeah. kind of the question of grades. Yeah, yeah. I, I definitely do. And I think um, you know, one of the criticisms I guess that I've had certain times, and I agree sort of with you that this happens in Twitter is the you know, you end up just with the one with the one hashtag and and it may not even be the most important hashtag there are definitely some other concerns that i think um we are trying to connect up as 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 broadly as possible of course what we're going to be writing about is primarily gradelessness and and that is probably as it should be but we are really i i feel like we just by virtue of the teachers that we have in our group, not really even, you know, just me and Aaron Blackwelder, but the teachers in our group are trying to expand this out beyond just that scope of grades and to think about things a little bit more broadly. So yes, I find that very exciting and I definitely encourage that um, as much as I can. Cool. Okay, I got, do you have time for two more things? Sure. Okay, so, um, you have there's a post and I'm not sure it's if it's under your feed or under the going gradeless feed mm-hmm. but it's the one from is it uh, Ben Dox Doxtater? Yeah, Doxtater. Yeah, and I Doxeter? don't know how to pronounce it yet actually. I'm sorry Benjamin. Uh, you know what? Pronounce that you know what I would appre- I would appreciate if if he he if when he hears this podcast tell him to throw back and say whether or not I said it right just at the first try. I love I love names. I I but I probably I probably and epic awesome name i'll say that much (laughs) it is i love yeah i i dig it so okay so he his and in in that 
I, I loved the I love the title of it, you know, Grades Equity and the Grammar of School. Yes. I, I've done um I've written some pieces of uh the power of the classroom as an operating system. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you could say the power of the system as an operating system, but just the things that become invisible because we go row on row, you know, power structures, focus at the front, all that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of, I was really, I was just sort of knocked back at one of the phrases that he used in there about weaponized data. Mm-hmm. And it just, I mean, I get it. What, what does that mean? What does that mean to you? That concept of, of weaponized data? What, what does that core does that strike with you? Well, first of all, I'm nowhere near as smart as Benjamin is. On the well, I think that's why it hit me too. I was like, is, whoa, that means something. I'm not sure what though. into this so <laughs> deeply and we are so, um, I'm just so glad to have him as part of the group because he really mm-hmm. brings up some things that I think a lot of people have not thought about, which is is that there's all sorts of data out there. And if we get rid of grades out of our classroom, that's really not putting much of a dent in the fact that there are a lot of people who are assessing us and uh, you know a lot of systems that are in place outside of our um, K-12 schools. And so that's, it's great, you know, to be able to kind of like minimize some of the toxic effects of grades in our classroom. Mm -hmm. But then there's this whole narrative, you know, like Google doesn't really look at GPAs anymore. And it's like, well, we need to look at some of that critically. What does Google look at, you know? Right. And is that necessarily liberatory in any sense and um the answer to that question is kind of no it's not and Hmm. we can't let them just kind of take this over and we're all going to become like google certified educators and it's going to be awesome you know in the future because (laughs) it won't necessarily be awesome you know and that um the other thing i think that he brings up is that you know, when you take away some of these structures, um, you know, there is a danger that that is going to allow more um, kids with greater privilege are going to be able to navigate that better. And that mm-hmm. we, need to, we need to have an eye for equity at all points during this process because... Um, we don't want to end up creating something that is just going to be reproductive. Um, I really feel like uh, grading less, testing less, does intersect with some questions of equity. Uh, I don't think that it's necessarily the case that it would intersect with questions of equity. So I think that we need to continually be centering and foregrounding that whole conversation of equity um, because there are some real kind of dangerous things that I think can happen and that Benjamin has pointed out to me and you know to the group on 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 a number of occasions that we need to stay aware Hmm. yeah in going through that and I just I kept on coming back I kept on coming back to that that concept of the invisible 
and when you know I've had so we're a, we're a Google Apps or a GAF board um, I think much of the Toronto board is GAPS as well and there's some interesting conversations that I'm not quite skilled enough yet to navigate but mm -hmm. start a little something like this um, have you noticed how much Google owns yeah. of your intellectual property and I and I have to be cautious in how I table that because you know you said before being seen as the crazy one like you can burst some bubbles and kind of leave people really rattled just by asking the right question and it's not it's not always my intent I actually do want to have a conversation even if I don't frame my question well but I've been in spaces where I've said that and they're like why well, but you love Google and you like because I use it. I'm a heavy user myself. But I'm like, yeah. But let's let's talk about this. Like, have you have you read their their any of their legal statements? Like, have you have you gone through and looked at how much of they own how much they own of what we've produced? Mm -hmm. And and there's just a I I always think about the invisibles in education that really do they if we spend some time talking about it, I think we would find ourselves. Um, you know, maybe one or, once or twice with our fists up in the air kind of saying, I think we need to sort of re revisit this. Let's let's get back into this conversation. It doesn't have to be done. And that whole idea of grades, and I probably missed a comma here because I put grades equity, but that's I think it might be grades equity and the grammar of school. Um, yes. That just, just that turn of phrase mm -hmm. really made me, like I love the fact that he's seeing this mm -hmm. and I, I look forward to you know, sussing out more posts from him. Oh, because yeah. I like I like that flipping the flipping the turtle shell, right? And just kind of yeah. seeing what's wriggling underneath. And it's so great to have him as being kind of kind of a very important member of our group because uh, we need that critical voice. I mean, we definitely have a lot of people who are super ready to jump on this bandwagon, and I'm I'm very happy about that. And obviously, that's been good for our group. But at the same time. Um, it's nice to have some critical voices that are in here as we as we move forward with this. I think it is going to shape it in a direction that's going to be more humane because it's not necessarily going to be more humane. I know. I'm really starting. I think you've convinced me. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Arthur. You're welcome. <laughs> I was I was a lot more hopeful 36 yeah, minutes well, ago. We, we would, you know, and and I think every time we interact with someone who kind of calls questions i mean i would be much more i i would definitely be wanting to listen to that and to and to hear yeah. what are some of the concerns rather than just kind of argue but going gradeless no you know what and it's i'm i'm i i say it often to my colleagues like it's okay to have two ideas in your mind that don't agree with what if they're both yeah. true <laughs> what yeah. if they're actually both true and let's 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 work it out mm -hmm. okay last thing i want to throw your way um, the you can you can dovetail into TG two if you want. Okay. Um, it but there's an opportunity here to go in a different direction. What what's kind of next for you? The whole concept of the the chasing squirrels is that idea like you can kind of have things under control, but stuff's mm -hmm. changing. And then how how kind of nimble are you to sort of move with? In this case, you know, if we keep it positive, with your own interests, like where your sort of focus shifts to, mm -hmm. and then moving forward. Like, how do you catch it? How do you sort of move forward with that sort of, we could say pie in the sky, but just let's say that sort of, that innovative next idea. So is, is does, T, the, does the TG2 
Mm-hmm. Does that have the legs to take you to the next thing? Do you have a, another side hustle going on? What's the thing that's kind of even taking you, let's say, into... Um, are you on summer break right now? I am on summer break, yep. So what's what's kind of launching you into 2017-18 school year? Well, I mean, we're definitely thinking more around the teachers going gradeless. I mean, if we can talk a little bit about that. We mm-hmm. want to bring in... Um, you know, a lot of voices. We're interested in bringing in some authors. We, we've had a chance where authors are kind of starting to send us stuff, you know, that we can read. And it's like, oh, this is kind of cool. And possibly, I don't know exactly what format that would take. We had one kind of facilitated Twitter chat, which was not really that great to get to know, you know, what they wrote about. So we're looking for some kind of more robust formats that we might be able to use to talk to those people and hear some of the wisdom that they have not necessarily about going gradeless but other things like um you know feedback or or ways that you can kind of personalize things or allow for choice and voice so on and so forth things that might be auxiliary to uh the the whole idea of going gradeless so that's i think one thing that we're interested in doing is looking at some different formats that we might be able to use for that and uh, and allow these voices to kind of play um, a bigger role and have a have a chance to use us as a stage and not just authors either I'm, I'm definitely interested in other people who are investigating ways of moving forward with this so one thing that we've invited a number of our groups, some of our groups actually, most of us are teachers who are in traditional schools who are trying to mm-hmm. kind of do this a little bit better and move in that direction of gradelessness, de-emphasizing grades or maybe going gradeless or markless or somewhere along that spectrum. There are schools, and I don't know if this is necessarily going to be totally relevant to us, but there are some people who are part of whole schools who have adopted this as their approach. And there's competency-based schools, there's Montessori's, mm-hmm. there's, um, you know, kind of project-based, there's almost kind of an unschooling type school. And all of these are people who are kind of trying to work out what might we do without this kind of regimented system? And I don't know which of those I would necessarily agree with, but I'm just interested in having those conversations on a bigger and a broader scale. Totally. I get it. Totally. There's a school just south of south of me. I, th- I believe it's called Mary Ward School. Mm-hmm. And it's, uh, I think, I believe it's in the Catholic, the Catholic school board in Toronto. Mm-hmm. And... We have a, a conference in our board called Quest. I think it's called The Quest mm-hmm. for Student Achievement. Yeah. And it's a, th- it's a three-dayer. It's a big one. Like, like it brings in Michael Fullen. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, it brings in uh, George Kuros. So it gets, it gets some, of the, some of the brands in, okay? Right. Um, and I went to – I tend to go to like – like I love going to the presentations that are like not theirs, the branded things. I like going to where the school is there and saying, here's how we've transformed. Like you've got me. You've got me if you talk about your process of going from this to that. Right. And this school, Mary Ward, for 12 years they've been doing what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. And I sat there in the presentation and I start – and I – because – I can I could show up in September and talk with my colleagues about going gradeless, being in the process of 
of not numerically identifying my students at every single turn. Mm-hmm. And someone at that table will say, oh, but that's like the future. Like that's far, we're not there yet. Mm-hmm. And then I sit in this presentation at this conference and I hear that this school has been doing it for 12 years and they're not private. You can go to it. You want to go to the school, you apply to go to the school. If it's in your catchment, you go. Right. And that just, that rips me in half. It really rips me in half because it makes it, 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 it brings to bear, I don't know, do I want to call it the avoidance of hot topics? Do I want to say, you know, it's, it's, it's a little bit of blindness? I don't know. I just, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm mind blown by that. Right. And, and the kids love it. The kids love it. They have, you know, they, they meet with their teachers. They create their own inquiry projects. Right. They, and this is 9 through 12. 9 yeah. through 12. Cool stuff. Absolutely. And and I just, I think uh, as people are kind of grasping at straws and, and you know, buy, kind of buying into some of the ideas around it, they, they want to get pictures. And it's not necessarily that the picture has to totally fit what they're necessarily going to end up doing, but they need, I think, just a multiplicity of pictures yeah, so that they can kind of put together their own mosaic of how they're going to have their own expression of this. Mm-hmm. I totally agree. Totally agree. Cool. Whew. Okay. Arthur, where would you like people to find you? There's going to be someone, someone's going to reach out. They're never going to say, hey, I heard John chasing, chasing squirrels. That, you know, but, but someone's going to reach out. <laughs> I know for sure. Where, well, where, would you like, where would you like to be connected? Uh, I mean, you can go to our teachersgoinggradeless.com. You can find us, Teachers Going Gradeless, on Facebook. You can follow us on Twitter. Uh, the handle is TG2Chat. Uh, you can participate in our TG2Chat on Sundays, 9 to 10 Eastern Daylight Time during the summer. Um, and any number of those places. My Twitter handle is HHS Caravelli, C H I A R A V A L L I. Awesome. I'll include that as well in the, um, in the show notes. So Great. make it one click easier to find you. Awesome. Sir, thanks for talking to me. Hey, like, it's been seriously great. like, <laughs> I love it. I feel like my eyes, y- you've opened. And, and I and, and like we kind of started with, don't know if I completely understand what I see. Yeah. But there's more there's more thoughts there. And I, I really dig the fact that you're open to kind of chatting with me on the fly. Hey, really, really dig it. It was great. It was a great experience. And I hope we have a chance to meet up somewhere down the line. You know what? I think our, the digital always <coughs> are, are closer than closer than we really give credit for. Yeah. And I and I'm totally digging for us to sit down for a. For, for a chat or a coffee or something in, in real life. Absolutely, that sounds great. Cool, man. We'll have a fantastic evening and take care. All right, you too. Chasing Squirrels podcast can be found on Podbean and iTunes. If you want to have a conversation on the podcast, please reach out to me. Probably the best way to connect with me is on Twitter. So that would be at Chris J. Clough. I also blog a little bit on WordPress. Feel free to check in on some of those topics. And I really do appreciate the time you spent with the podcast. Thank you for listening and have a fantastic evening.